Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good morning into the darkness of our hearts. It, it's, sure. It's a reference to Heart of Darkness, which is also media. It's going to be one of those sort of episodes, <laughs> I see. Yeah. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we recap and discuss a little anime called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Maybe you've heard of it. No. Okay, it's it's fine. <laughs> Today, on this day of days. On the only day that I care about. On the only day that you're allowed into my house. <laughs> this is alarmingly true. <laughs> we watched the 88th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Quickly becoming my favourite part. I actually misspoke there, because this is the 88th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And the 14th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, quickly becoming your favourite part. Correct. It covers chapters 318 through 321 of the manga. That's average. That's average. We've achieved par. This episode has been brought to you, the loving public, the adoring fans, the people who want to listen to us, I don't understand, by David Tang. David Tang. He's a good, tangy, flavoursome man. Who he tangoes in and he tangoes out with our money and our drugs. <laughs> I mean, we don't have any money or drugs. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> He's a real David, if you know what I mean. I don't. Neither do I. David, thanks for supporting us on Patreon. And we'll understand if you stop <laughs> after this. <laughs> and if you do... David Tang. I, I don't know. You've I can't really... think of a single fucking pun that I can use here. See, the thing about um, wordplay is you actually have to say... Meaningful things. Well, also other words. But Tang is a good word, surely. That's true. That's all I got, though. Anyway. Today. This episode was entitled, Let's Go to the Manga Artist's House, in which our friends, Koichi and Hazamata... Go to a manga artist's house. It's not. It, I wish there was more to elaborate on, but that's the whole episode. And a good time was had by all. Oh, Liam! Did you think this was be would be like um, let's go eat Italian food, where it was just like, oh, maybe we think this guy's up to something, but actually, it's all fine. No, because I think one of my predictions last time was that it would turn into some weird body horror shit. You're not wrong. Yeah. I think I was like, it's got to be Junji Ito. It wasn't Junji Ito, but it was damn fucking it close. It was Hirohiko Araki. Yes. Truly a more disturbed mind, if ever I saw one. Any other preliminary thoughts on this episode? I was a little weirded out because I thought, oh, this guy is going to be a bit weird. And then <laughs> immediately at the very beginning of the episode, he was a bit weird. And I was like, oh, no. This is going to be a roller coaster. He really explodes onto the screen and makes a strong first impression. <laughs> He's just... I don't even know what the right word is. He's a person of amazing something. Enough beating around the bush. This week we're introduced to um, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4 Diamond is Unbreakable character, uh, Rohan Kishibe. Kishibe? I suppose so. K-I-S-H-I-B-E. Kishibe. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. Writer of the famous manga Pink Dark Boy and Morio Resident. Oh, I was going to ask about this. Okay, are these references to real manga? Pink Dark Boy's not real. But is it referencing something that's similar to, like, Red Light Man or something like that? I doubt it. Okay, alright. Can we make Pink Dark Boy a real manga? No, because we'd probably get sued. Oh. But you know who could? Koichi? Hirohiko Araki. Ah, that makes more sense because he's a real person. Yeah. Koichi's real and he's my friend. <laughs> Much like everyone else who meets Koichi, I'm like, wow, this guy's amazing. Look, he's so short. For no real reason. <laughs> so Rohan's a very interesting character in both in terms of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in general and particularly in part four. Okay. So obviously we know by now that characters stick around. Mm -hmm. In this very episode, we have previous episode villain Hazamata. Yeah. And Rohan kind of becomes a... In the same way that Polnareff joins the main cast, Rohan... Are you serious? ...eventually goes on to become a recurring character. I'm giving you... Giving this away to you mm -hmm. because I want to talk in this, in this episode about how... Manga is a transcendent medium. 
Yeah, that's and the, exactly what I was going to say. And the artists who create the manga They're are the themselves. best of us. They're the most real of us all. No, um, Rohan, almost more than any other character that immediately leaves to my mind, sort of embodies that part four theme of how, you know, going out and being part of your community is better for you and the community. Okay. Because in this episode, we see, you know, it's very much the before shot of his character growth mm. in this this story. He's you sort know, of a hermit. He's lock. He, you know, we see him looking, like peeking through the shut blinds in his uh, in his house. And yeah. He's very shut, deliberately shut away from the world. He's got and, a telescope. And, you know, peers through maybe maybe secrets. over the course of the remaining uh, twenty six episodes or whatever, he'll uh, he'll learn to go out, go out and be part of the world a little bit more. Or he'll something. learn to, shall we say, draw the blinds. <laughs> that's that's the sound of drawing blinds. I think drawing blinds is closing them. Uh, well, I guess he could just draw blinds, like, because he's a manga artist. I'm sure he does that a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're the most real thing in his apartment. <laughs> his apartment? His mansion. The eyes are the windows to the soul, and Rohan's eyes have heavy blinds over them. <laughs> so, we open. It's a Thursday. I suppose. I, I assume. I it, assume it's a, it's a school day. It's a school day. Koichi, our best friend... Has just finished school. And he's like, man, I sure am tired after being at school. Oh, look, there's Hazamata. Remember how he tried to kill me the other day? Hey, Hazamata, how you going? Hazamata turns. Oh, hey, man, what's up? Sorry about trying to kill you the other day. <laughs> Is Josuke here? I don't like him. But we're cool, right? Yeah. Hey, um, what's it like being so, out of the hospital? The thing about Josuke is he found an invisible baby the other day and it's kind of occupied with that. <laughs> I legit forgot about this when we were watching it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. There was an invisible fucking baby. There's been like a big fuss about finding its mother, which never goes anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's quite taken with Joseph and will will panic and turn things invisible if he's not with it. Mm, which I quite like. It's almost as though the metaphor is going to proceed further along than many of us could have expected, Liam. <laughs> Whoa. I'm not sure how to feel it anyway, but it'll be fine. So they make small, small talk for a bit and... Uh, you know, I get the impression Koichi kind of wants to go. <laughs> but then, Hazamata's like, Hey, Koichi, do you like manga? Yeah, I purvey it. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It, it's a medium that I am aware of. Do you like Pink Dark Boy as drawn by Rohan Kishibe? <gasps> oh my god, I love Pink Dark Boy as drawn by Rohan Kishibe. Yeah, it's great. It's got horror and suspense and like some b- gross body horror stuff, but such thrills. And realistic characters. Oh, I love realistic characters. Oh, they're the best sort of characters. Let's highlight these realistic characters. Mm, they're so yeah. realistic. I love work that is realistic. It's the most compelling. <laughs> That's why I'm a character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You know what my favourite uh, medium of entertainment is? Realism. Forms. Oh. Because they're so real. Yeah, just breaks your life down to the raw data. <laughs> That's why when I play video games, I, don't, I turn the graphics off and just look at the numbers. It's why, they're the realest part of it. It's why I only play EVE Online, because I'm all about those spreadsheets, you know? And elaborate cons. <laughs> it's why I love the fatal system. <laughs> um, he lives in Mario, Koichi. What? And like sick gravity lines start hitting them and Hazamata's hair stands up on end. He's like turning Super Saiyan from excitement alone. Mm. I heard some realtors talking about it. And then there's this one shot of him in like a cafe it's looking like, I outside. I thought it was like a bookshop or something. Oh, maybe. Probably buying some manga, that degenerate. Yeah, probably. And he's just like looking outside as these two very obvious businessmen are discussing things. Hi, I'm a real estate agent. And my client, Kishibe Rohan, just bought a house here in Morio. This is the address. <laughs> I imagine that's how that conversation must have gone. I mean, that's a very real conversation. <laughs> Here's my card. Anyway, gotta go file some briefs. Oh, but I'll be doing it at Kishibe Rohan's house. Again, the, the address that I'll be at is this. Kishibe Rohan's house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. You want to go get some autographs, Koichi? Do I? Oh boy. They run off. We get one of those cool, like, um, fast forwarding through the town map transitions, you mm. know? I really just want to see this town map one day. I mean, it's in the opening. Yeah, but it's not like an actual map where you, you get to see landmarks. landmarks. Exactly. Mm. You know, you don't get to see, oh, here's the museum. Here's the town bell. Speaking of landmarks, Ooh. the characters arrive at a Mario landmark that gets a title card this episode. Ooh. 
That landmark, of course, being Kishibe Rohan's house. Residents of famous manga artists, uh, Rohan Kishibe. You know, Japanese name ordering. We're playing pretty fast and loose with it. Don't worry. Either way is fine, just so long as they know he's a manga artist. Yeah. Total area, 3.4 acres. Or Holy three, fuck! Or 340 square metres. That's pretty fucking good. The house features a living room, dining room, no. kitchen, Get and it. attic. Get pl- plus seven other rooms. <laughs> just <laughs> What are those rooms? Up to you. <laughs> I just love the idea that they're like, it has these rooms... And then there are all these other rooms, but you know what? You don't need to know what they are. <laughs> Much like Rohan Kishibe's life. <laughs> the house was... Oh, you know what? I'm not going to share that bit with you. Hey? Because I don't know if it's referring to something that uh, comes up later or not. What? Yep. Directions. Don't bother. He'll pretend to be out anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I love these landmarks. <laughs> and that's Kishibe Rohan's house, which our characters have arrived at. And Hazamata's like... Hey, Koichi, you should go ring the doorbell. I'm ordering you as an upperclassman, as your senpai. Only then will I notice you. (laughs) Oh, but I I can't go... I mean, it's... But I'm I'm a nervous young 16-year-old boy. And they exposit about how, yeah, um, Rohan debuted at 16 as a professional manga artist and is now 20. And he was, like, really big on the scene. He was really good. So Koichi slowly climbs the porch stairs... And slowly, agonizingly edges his finger toward that doorbell. And just as he's about to touch it, a hand bursts forth from the door. Door shoots open, grabs his wrist, and we see the cold, dead eyes of professional manga artist Kishibe Rohan glaring down at him from a darkened room, being like, Who are you? And then he's just like, he's wordless, and there's just like this dun dun. Everyone's screaming. And then, dun-dun, title card of the episode comes up. Oh, yeah, up. that's right, title card. Let's yeah. go to the Monk Rider's house, part one. That's great. <laughs> this this is probably my favourite part just because it's so beautifully tied. It's like cold, dead eyes and after, like a very awkward pause happens and then, dun-dun, and you're like, oh. oh. yeah, that's right. Let's go to the Monk Rider's house. That's what this episode is going to be. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. What are you, some students playing a prank or something? Oh, no, we we just, uh, we know that you live here, and we just wanted to get autographs from you, because... Oh, your readers. Big fan. His whole demeanour changes. Well, and the entire lighting of his house changes. (laughs) It goes from, like, sinister, evil, dark lighting to light, welcoming, and free. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's lighting. Well, if you're fans of my work, we might be on the same length. Huh? Never mind, come in. (laughs) (laughs) And so... He allows them into his home. And not only into his home, but into his professional manga artist studio. <gasps> oh my god, that was upstairs where they oh, said it was. There's a very nice transition where he shuts the door behind them and then opens, it opens the, the other side. Opens the door that is the door to his studio. Mm, I like it a lot. Mm. Good art direction. The guy who was in charge of art direction sure. at David Productions. That um, that guy that we know personally. So they come in there, they're all like, they're all fanning out. Oh, look at that raw four-colour manuscript. <laughs> I'm so moved by its, it's rawness. It's got so much more impact. I'm so glad we came. And then we get the massive anime tears happening mm, as he's just yeah. overwhelmed with joy. Hazamata just bawling his eyes out. Hazamata. He's weak. Yeah, I'd like to step on his neck. Well, okay, all right. This escalated very quickly. <laughs> I'm already done with my work for the day. Please come in. Look, I've lived in Morio for a while now. Three months ago-ish. You see, I used to live in Tokyo, but it was so chaotic there, it distracted me from my work. And I grew up here, so I thought I'd move back. You know, the air is nicer. And now, with modern technologies like fax machines and photocopiers, I can transmit 19 pages of manga to my editor in a mere four hours. The wonders of technology. (laughs) It's never going to get better than this. You know, we don't even need to think about the future anymore because we've built this. We've built the fax machine. Did you know that um, at uni, complete sidetrack, but um, when I had to sit an exam over in Melbourne instead of here in Perth on the west side of Australia. I think you have told me this before, actually, but go on. They had to fax it over Mm. because they couldn't send it by email. Because that's... (laughs) <laughs> whatever yeah <laughs> so like literally the dude was there being like hey um like with my lecturer on the phone be like hey you need to fax it over right now 
because the student is here and I'm not having it up until you fax it over. And I was like, why are you faxing it? Why not that take ages? It's like, oh yeah, but we have to. It's like, okay. it's like um, you know, it's it's a much purer form of data transmission. You know, mm, you can mm. really smell the vinyl of the fax machine. Yeah, it's really that analog feel. Hearing the, the pops and buzzes of the printer. It really uses those old school vacuum tube mm. technologies. <laughs> Someone at work a couple of months back asked me something about the fax machine. Yeah. I don't know, I can't even remember what it was. And all I could say to them was, I've never used a fax machine in my life. <laughs> feels like such a it was such an of the 90s technology and it's still around but like but no one uses it because we've we have emails it's the definition of obsolete yeah it's like oh i need to send you documents oh but i have to scan them why don't i just send you the scans Mm. like what what is happening but rohan living here in morio doesn't that make it hard on your assistants and staff (laughs) oh yes (laughs) No, he doesn't have any assistants and staff because they would just distract him and get in his way. So he draws 19 pages a week by himself in four days. And then he uses the remaining days, sometimes it's five, he says, but to investigate or to do research and, mm. and, and go on trips and learn about things. If I may, I'd like to do the exact expression that they did in the show. Nick I- just clapped his hands to his cheeks like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's exactly the expression from those two. Plus an added, what the fuck? You you do nineteen pages by hand. That every seems week. like a lot. That okay every week. Yeah, I was going to tell you about a manga artist uh, who does something almost that insane. Uh, Is it Junji Ito? No, it's not Junji Ito. <laughs> don't worry. I keep talking about Junji Ito, but I'm not going to tell you more about Junji Ito because he's amazing. And he has this comic. Um, there's this one manga artist. I think his name is like. Hirohiko Araki. No, oh, what's, there's this one guy. He did One Punch Man. Oh, yeah. The, um, the new reboot one. Murata. Yeah. He apparently drew something like 90 pages of manga in one week. And it was like the same level of quality as like the One Punch Man stuff. That's a lot of manga. And everyone was like, how do you do this? He's like, oh, you know, I just don't stop. You know, I just, I just do it all the time. They're like, yeah, but how do you... How did you draw 90 pages of manga in a week? He's like, oh, you know, just need to do it. And then I look at Berserk and I'm just like, you fucker, you need to just stop with the hiatus. <laughs> Get off the boat, Berserk. Oh, apparently they're off the boat now and Whoa. then it went on hiatus immediately. <laughs> oh, man, I got so much fucking Berserk to Nick, read. look, a spider. We really must be out in the burbs here. <laughs> you know, it's really real up here. Rohan collects this spider off, like, Hazamata's person. And Hazamata's all like, oh, there's a spider on me. Cool. Oh. And like goes over to the to his marvellously designed bookshelf. Mm. Uh, it's like a pyramid. It's uh, like a house in of itself. Uh, and goes and gets a little encyclopedia. And he's like, ah, yes, this is a Araneus Ventricoscus. <laughs> yes, it's an orb weaver, but some of them make webs in the day and night. Ah. Hey, kids, you want to know how to make good manga? <laughs> Sure, man we've just met who makes manga that I assume is good. Yeah. You gotta have reality. Reality's the energy that breathes life into manga. What? People think that it's imagination and creativity, but they're wrong. Cut to, like, a manga panel where Rohan's inside talking about his art. Tell me more. Something that moves me in reality, in my real life... Translates into interesting work in my manga. In the city, people would just kill this spire. But as a manga artist, I need to see how its legs move. And know the differences between the male and the female. And slowly pulling out an exacto knife. I need to know what its insides look like. <laughs> yep, stabs that spider in the abdomen. And uh, or the thorax. The No, it'd be the abdomen. Because the thorax is the middle. Bit. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I know biology. I need to know how much this spider suffers when it dies. Koichi and Hazamata are like, okie dokie. Well, I mean, that's that's a good technique, and he's though. All, how dare you criticize me? And so, for some reason, after stabbing this little spider and being like... He pulls out to- some of the web with the knife. Yeah. And it's like, oh, interesting, it hardens. And he's like, I need to know what it feels when it suffers. And more than that... I need to know what it tastes like. And just begins licking the spider. And I think it's Koichi that's like, wow, he is a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I didn't realise that his methods were so real. It's raw. 
It it's psychopathic. Here on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, we find out what happens when people stop being fake <laughs> and start getting real. They lick spiders. Uh, yeah. Have you ever licked a spider before? Can't say I have. Well, you're not a real person then. No. Are you? No. I've licked a spider before. Ah, and you were a puppet before that. Exactly. Exactly. I was the most real thing you can imagine. You know, my stand is real. Yeah. What's it called? Um. Uh. It. It's. It's called. Uh. Thirty Rock. <laughs> <laughs> he said, looking at my bookshelf. <laughs> it's. It's called Return of the the Ring. It's a reference to Return of the King. Now, what's that? Uh, it it that's a reference to the Lord of the Is Rings. That some sort of manga. Well, surprisingly, it's actually a light novel. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. One day, you will just break. You'll be like, you know what? This is done. We're done with this. So Hazamata throws up and Rohan's like, oh yes, real throw up pose. I should sketch this. And so he brings out his sketchbook, which is kind of like a briefcase style thing that flips open both sides to reveal a sketch pad inside. Mm. And it's really cool. So then Hazamata like strikes the pose again. He's like, oh, now you're just faking it. It's That's not, not interesting real. anymore. Ugh. You're not interesting, Hazamata. <laughs> And Hazamata's all like, oh. Anyway, I should go get a signing pen from the kitchen. Now, let's unpack this. <laughs> yep. Number one, he has a pen dedicated wholly to signing autographs. Well, I I, I was thinking about this. And I, I am surprised he wouldn't just have a regular ink pen in his artist studio. Yeah. But also, I think, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, you, you might want to keep sort of separation of your professional tools from your casual pens, you know? Yeah, but this, okay, here's the thing. I think it would be something like a permanent marker or something that you probably wouldn't keep in your art studio, right? But here's the thing. He keeps it in the kitchen. Uh, Go on. What, why? What if he's going to make some spaghetti al Nero <laughs> Giuseppe and he needs to add some ink to it? I mean, what? That's not the ink you eat, is this? Is that really? Almost certainly not. I mean, I'm not going to diss him if he wants to add that kind of ink. I've never tried it. So he leaves and uh, the two boys are all like, uh, Koichi, this is amazing. And Koichi is just like, yeah, man, this is fucking weird. I kind of want to go. <laughs> Do you not get a bad Remember feeling? how he licked that spider? Do you think maybe that's normal or maybe that's dangerous or something? So Koichi just talks about how he has a hunch that something's not right with this guy. But Hazamada's like, are you saying he's a stand user? I didn't think he was a stand user just because you think he's strange. But if he was a stand user, like you said, then we'd have something in common with him. You can't just ask people why they're white. Like that's... You can't just ask someone if they're a stand user. <laughs> you have to wait till they try to kill you. <laughs> and then have it confirmed for mm. you. God. So he's like, okay, we will leave then Koichi. After we take a look in this envelope. What? What's in the envelope? Why, it's an unreleased manuscript of Pink Dark Boy, which <gasps> Rohan has yet to take the required 24 hours to fax to Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> what? But we, we can't look in that. That's a breach of... Pro that's a completely, totally unambiguously and immoral action. Oh, it can't hurt. We'll just have a, a brief peek and then put it back. You'll never know. <gasps> Cut to Rohan sort of hiding outside the door, listening to everything they're saying. With cold, dead like, eyes. He has, like, he said he was going to go get them tea. He doesn't have tea with him. He's clearly just gone out and is now listening to see what they do. He knows what's happening. Yeah. He knows what'll happen. He knows what to do. He's Hannibal Lecter mixed with Leatherface. <laughs> so they slowly pull this manuscript out of the brown paper envelope it's in, much like the brown paper envelope that we saw being handed to someone in a, at a cafe in last week's episode. Oh. By this very same Kishibe Rohan. Oh! That did happen! Yeah. Yeah! That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and what happens when they pull this, uh, this manuscript out? So they slowly pull it out and like... <gasps> And then when they pull it out, giant beams of an <laughs> yeah. aura pulsate outward in every direction. The paper goes super saiyan. And, and like their hair's all being tossed around by the energy and they're like, wow, this manuscript <laughs> is so good. Is this what like original manuscripts do? Because I feel incredible. I'm so moved by this manga. <laughs> and then Rohan just kind of walks in and goes, ah, I see you found my unlimited potential energy manuscript. <laughs> That's right, I'm Elon Musk. <laughs> I write manga to give people energy and don't let my workers unionise. <laughs> Ooh, 
Oh, fucking dark humour. It appears my manuscript was compatible with you. I thought you would read it. And people who do read it and are compatible have their hearts opened by my ability. Heaven's door. I didn't realise that we were in Kingdom Hearts, dude. I don't really get Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just your face kind of, as you're moving forward, went... I don't, though. It looked like you were trying to hold back utter repulsion. Kefka's there and he's like... Who's Kefka? He's that evil clown from Final Fantasy. There's an evil clown in Final Fantasy? Yeah, like five, I think. There are five evil clowns in Final (laughs) Fantasy? That's what I meant. Oh, do you mean the Black Mage? No, I mean Kefka. Who the fuck is Kefka? Kefka Palazzo is the main villain of whatever game he's in. And he's all like, I'm an evil nihilist clown. Can you bring this up? Because I feel like... I haven't seen him before. He was also a prominent villain in the video game championship wrestling series of streams. <laughs> this evil clown. I have never seen him in Kingdom Hearts, but I would not doubt he'd be in there. Wow. Wow. Okay. And here he is, having turned to some sort of god beast in the final boss. That's not a beast. That's an angel. <laughs> Ish. I get. Wait a minute. Terra's there, Shadow's there, Celis is there, Strago's there. All your favourite Final Fantasy <laughs> characters that we know and love. Uh, Final Fantasy VI is the best one. Not five. Take that. Um. Anyway, uh, ten. Two. Uh, Ooh. And Kefka's there and he's all like, G'day, Donald. Let's go. Let's, G'day. Let's go beat up Ursula because she stole our Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> That's what I think. Oh, and also everyone's got keys. Yeah, that's a pretty succinct summary of the series as a whole. Just everyone has keys. Now, I've been playing through uh, with a friend, and I'm up to one where they introduce three new characters, each one of them capable of becoming a Keyblade Master. And I'm like, okay, slow the fuck down. Oh, so that's something you have to have, like, the potential within you? I don't know. But, like, literally in the first game, it's like, ah, I see the Keyblade has chosen you. You're very special. And now it's just like... Hey, guess what? That guy, like, literally everyone has a Keyblade now. And I'm like, what is going on? Is Scrooge McDuck in... Yeah, he sells ice cream. Oh. Um, and also, he's like, you're probably wondering how I got off my home planet. What? So there are these different worlds that exist in Oh, Kingdom okay. Hearts, right? And to get out of them, you need a very special, like, key kind of thing. Because they're all closed off. Which sure. is why, you know, none of the universes intermingle. And Scrooge is all like, you know, there's profit to be made elsewhere. <laughs> So he goes off and starts selling ice cream everywhere. Are Huey, Dewey, and Louie in it? They are. Um, is Launchpad McQuack in it? Um. Ooh. I don't think so. Is Darkwing Duck in it? Ooh. I don't know. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, he might be, though. I'm not sure. Go on. What other characters do you want to be What in other this? characters do I know from the Duckiverse? <laughs> is Gizmo Duck in there? Uh, Gizmo Duck. Is, um... Is he old? No, he's like a superhero. Oh, probably not. Is Pete's there? Ma Beagle in it? Ma Beagle? Yeah, Ma Beagle. <laughs> Flint Heart Glomgold. What the fucking what? He's an evil Scottish duck billionaire. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Anyway, DuckTales. That's what we were talking about, right? Yeah, this um, is DuckTales World, our DuckTales recap and discussion show. <laughs> Life is like a hurricane here in JoJo's world. <laughs> anyway, um,. Some things are happening. They've got their manuscript. Energy's going everywhere. You're compatible with my manuscript, boys. Oh, 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 oh. Ha ha ha. Uh, and then they turn into books. <laughs> okay, they don't quite turn into books. They turn into books. They turn into what Junji Ito would think a book looks like. So, like before we cut to the, the commercial break, Koichi's finger flips open and we can see this little blurb about his mum in there. And it's like, what? And then afterwards, like, his whole face opens up and also, like, his torso and there's just paper in there. Looks like you could say that Rohan reads him like an open book. The loading icon in um, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Eyes of Heaven, the Mm. PS4 uh, arena fighting game, Mm. is uh, Koichi's open face with pages turning. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm really glad that we uh, can, you know, jest about that in such a... Lovely way from such a horrific, traumatic event for him. There are lots of things recorded in your body, see? Everything from the moment you're born. I turn you into books and read it. 
then Hazamata runs away and also... Basically, when you're turned into a book, for no discernible reason, you lose the ability to walk, do anything. I mean, to be fair, you're turning into a book. Yeah, you're, you're mostly paper. Not great. Yeah. So they've just got thousands of pages just mm. kind of opening up and closing. I'm on not them. actually going to harm you, though. Don't worry. I'm just going to read you. Like an open book. To get to the reality of your life story oh, that I can't yes. get from interviews. You'll tell me 100% realistically. All right, let's have a gander. Okay, so uh, he was born... Um, March 28, 1984 at 6.27am. He was underweight. He was born premature a week early. Ooh. Had to spend a week in an incubator. That's why he's so small. Could be. Mm. But probably not. Oh. oh, okay. I was born premature and I'm of normal size. Would we say that? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Seems fair. I'm around the average for my um, demographic. Are you? I think so. Oh, good on you. You've got a family of four, older sister... He's a nice chap. Your grade school and middle school days were ordinary. You've got an honest personality. That's quite commendable. I'm quite taken with you, Koichi. You seem like a a decent fellow who I'd like to be friends with. I suppose I should open up a different part of this book, if you know what I mean. What's that? You have an ability. But I was the only one with the ability. Yeah. Oh my god. Stand users? Wow. Everything from April 1999 is amazing. Remember all those people that we met over the last... 14 episodes. This is incredible. Crazy Diamond, Star Platinum, Love to Lux. Etc. Yeah, etc. Like the cast flashes across the screen. I'm pretty sure almost everyone that he's met flashes across mm. and then he goes, etc, etc. And we may have missed one person yeah. and that's it. <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> what are you going to do? Attack me with sound? Yes, I might do that. Ah, yes, I see. It's written on your 11th page. Don't know how page numbers work. When you're reading all over someone's body. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> okay. It's self-evident. Just look at the screen, Liam. Yeah, just read the body. Uh, it's written play. here that you are timid and taken lightly by others, mm. but have courage when when pushed into a corner. That's very impressive, Koichi. My readers will like your personality <laughs> just as much as I do. <gasps> will they? Wait, hang on a minute. Stop reading me. <laughs> so Koichi attacks him. And then he misses. He shoots like a big crush. Oh, yeah. At him. He shoots a big ball of crush mm. and he misses like a pleb. And then he misses again and has a mind was like, where are you aiming, man? I don't know. I can't. I just can't hit him. He, he doesn't move. And yet I cannot strike. I've put a safety lock on you, Koichi. Or you can't attack me. I wrote it on your 11th page. What? Zoom in on the 11th page of Koichi's body. <laughs> <laughs> the words, I cannot attack the manga artist Rohan Kishibe. And then it highlights... Cannot. Mm. Heaven's door. The power to read your memories and write into your memories. You'll never harm me in any way, shape or form, Koichi boy. Oh no. And then like he strikes a pose and does a quick sketch into his sketchbook and there's a a very rough drawing of Koichi and echoes. Okay, I have to say, that was the most impressive sketching I've ever seen Mm. because he does three like strokes of his Just wait, just wait. There's some real bullshit with how good (laughs) Rohan is at drawing in maybe next week or maybe further down the line. I can't remember. (laughs) It's so stupid. I'm so looking forward to you seeing it. Okay, all right. (laughs) Anyway, I suppose I should take a look at this Hazamata fella anyway too. So he walks over to Hazamata, leans down, and is like, Hmm, you're a shithead, Hazamata. Hazamata, I hate you. It says here you want to rape a girl in your class. You enjoy torturing things that are smaller than you. You're a little shithead. And you like to touch your balls in class. My readers would fucking hate you. you Just know that, like right? I do. And Hazamata's like, They would. But I always admired you. I, I love your work, please. But I hate your work. <laughs> Am I allowed to know more about this stand, Liam? Heaven's Door. Yeah. I mean, all right. Why not? (laughs) We're going to crack open the Jojo Velay commentary for Heaven's Door. How many spoilers will it contain? That is the question. It's an ability that turns people into books. So I figured it didn't need a physical form of its own. For the characters that appear in part four, I tried to depict only their interactions with Josuke without clearly defining whether they were allies or enemies, good or evil. You know, sometimes I wonder what I want to get out of these Jojo Velay notes. And you've never gotten I, I don't know what I expect every time. <laughs> yeah. So, Heaven's Door. Power to read and write. Memories. Yeah. Um, Realistically as well. Good power for, a, for an artist to have, I guess. Yeah. Storyteller. Um, also terrifying. But, you know, that's, that's fine. It's fine. Consent's cool as well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you were wondering about... Because obviously, 
Arakis and Amangaratas or Hans Amangaratas, you're wondering yep. off air about sort of where that comes from. Yes. Uh, I don't have the direct sources here, so I'm just pulling from their summaries in the, uh, the JoJo wiki page for Rohan. Okay. But it says here... Despite Rohan being modelled after him, Araki has stated that the two of them are not the same personality-wise. He does admit, however, after being asked if he would lick a spider like Rohan, that he would eat really strange things if asked to, and that he enjoys drawing skin peeling, which is the premise behind Heaven's Door. Uh, and he wouldn't eat a spider, even though he loves drawing skin peeling. He said he would eat some really strange things. Okay. In a... Tamaiki Now. I don't know what that is. That sounds like a I think, thing. I, actually, I think... No, I think this is a TV show because I think I've seen this interview. Oh. Interview with Shoko Nakagawa, who is a um, an idol, who was apparently a big fan of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. As you would be, mm-hmm. as an idol. Araki mentions that if he were to have any stand ability from his series, it would be Heaven's Door. Is it because it would help him write better? Yeah, it would help him write more <laughs> realistic manga by stealing <laughs> the powers of people he encounters. Not the powers, the... Uh, the memories of yes. other people. I could replace these idea of stands with real things. Like a book. And virtues. <laughs> and God. <laughs> I could replace the idea of stands with the love of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise be, brother. So that's Rohan. Any other questions? Okay, so what's Heaven's Door a reference to then? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's the popular Guns N' Roses song, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Oh. I've heard it, you've heard it, we all know it. I, I haven't heard it. Really? I know Welcome to the Jungle and Sweet You'd Child know Mine. it if you heard it. It's got that horrible guy's voice in it. Axel Rose? Yeah. You know, the guy's like, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. No. That's how it goes. Gotcha. Oh, apparently, written by Bob Dylan. That doesn't surprise me. With a song named, like, knocking on heaven's door, it could have been Bob Dylan. The title is used as a name of the stand, Heaven's Door, in the fourth part of the manga, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. That Wikipedia trivia is why our listeners pay top dollar on Patreon, where you can support well, us. I mean, they can't access it, you know? Wikipedia is a very premium resource. <laughs> There's only so much effort they're going to, like, want to do, and we are all the effort. So, this this lad. He's, this lad. He's like, this yeah. This 20-year-old lad. This 20-year-old lad's like, alright boys, now look here. You can't hurt me, and I've got big plans for you. This is the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Koichi's all, but you're already a great artist. Look at this amazing house you have, and everyone knows it. You're, and you're only 20. God, why do you need my memories? Don't you understand? Don't you know? Do you think I draw manga for money and attention? Yes. No, I draw, I, I write so people will read it. It's a very simple reason, but I don't care about anything else. Yet. Even the sanctity of human life. Even you, Koichi, who I'm quite taken with. <laughs> I would love if every single sentence with, like, discussing anything with Koichi just ends with, just like you, Koichi, who I'm quite taken with. Whenever I finish a manuscript, I feel amazing, but it only lasts for an instant. Soon I start thinking, what if no one's gonna read it next week? And my insecurities grow. Ugh. I, I can, I can, uh. This has recurred for me every week. Since I was 16. And then three months ago, I got shot by an arrow. And lo and behold, I've been fucking great. <laughs> got, the, got the old uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. No, I feel that. Yep. As a writer on GameCloud.net, do I, you, I feel that every time I release uh, a new article. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, he says he got shot by the arrow. Yes. All well and good. That's how people get stands in this. Mm. Um. He probably thought nothing I, of it. I alluded to this... Without getting into any details, I think in the Let's Go to the Italian Food episode, mm-hmm. Rohan becomes the sort of narrator of a spin-off series, um, which is mostly an anthology of like things he puts yes, in his work. So, that's right. So that telling you that doesn't contain any spoilers about yeah. his fortunes in this, because there's mm-hmm. no There's no spoilers. Yeah. It's a spin-off. Yep. And I believe at one point in that it's sort of been walked back and implied that he wasn't shot by that. Well, that he, you know, got it from manga artistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just so good at being a manga artist. Mm. He just developed this stand. But Much like as Araki. it stands currently, Arrow Victim. Yeah. Hey, that's a pretty good uh, way of putting things, as far as stands are concerned. As it stands right now, Arrows. <sighs> <laughs> so anyway, he tears a page off Koichi's face and blood comes with it. That's gross. I feel like you're really not appreciating my great joke that I just made. <laughs> mm. And he's laughing. 
and he's laughing so much. Oh, we never described Rohan. Should we do that before he... Oh my god, how did we miss this? Okay. So he's quite an imposing figure. He's tall and thin. He has the greatest hair I've ever seen. He's got like a really quiffed fringe sort but of it, thing. it's not even a fringe. It's just like waves mm. that just sit atop a I'm party getting a haircut crown. today. Maybe I should get one of those. Do and, it. And yes, <laughs> neath those curls... Okay, so I don't know if this is true across the it's world. It's sort of blue, green, black... What the, the... His, no, his hair? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of dark, not brown, but kind of dark it, it's bluey. Not, it's, green. A, it's it's green, but it's like a blue green as opposed yeah, to a yellow green yeah. with like black elements, streaks yeah. of hair. And uh, underneath the hair, it just looks like he's wearing it's, like I guess it's a headband, uh, but I, it can only be what? described as 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 how you quite aptly described it, which I was pleased to hear. Yeah, as a Christmas crown that you get from those party crackers. Yeah. I don't know if they have that all over the world. I think they don't do it in the US, maybe. Like, I think I've heard that. Yeah, I think they do it in Britain, though. Yeah, but it's like a, a paper bonbon that you pull, and inside is a joke and a toy and a paper hat. So the paper hat's like tissue paper, but it's in the shape of this crown. And it's often green. And it looks just like <laughs> what what this guy's face looks like. Mm. Or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Uh, and neath that, hanging from in his ears, he has stylized pen nib earrings. <laughs> They're gold or uh, blue or some other <laughs> colour at any given time. Yeah. That's how colours work in this show. <laughs> uh, and then he's got like a big coat and sort of a... Like very turquoise look. And beneath that sort of tight clothes, you know. Yeah. Very aqua-esque. Mm. Very trendy sneakers. So he's laughing. Uh, and like close oh, up oh, on oh, his oh. gaunt laughing face. Oh, 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 oh. Abrupt cut to black. Cut to outside. Koichi and Hazumato were like, that was really fun. You know, he's a great guy. He gave yeah. us his autograph and everything. God, what? how pleasant. I'd love to go see him again. Yeah, you know. Anyway, I'm going to go this way now. Bye, Koichi. Bye, Hazumata. I hope I never speak to you again. <laughs> Wow, what a great day. What a great guy. I'm going to go weigh myself mm. because I am an astute young boy. That night, Koichi's in his pants weighing himself. What the fuck? How did I lose 20 kilos? Leaving him a mere 19 and a half kilograms. So that made him 40 kilos. Give or take. How was that physically He's a small possible? boy. Yeah. He's 90% muscle. Oh, you know what we forgot to mention? Mm. Uh, right before we cut to black... The manga artist dude, Rohan, ripped out a page oh, from... Oh, I mentioned that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay. A bloody page. Mm. Yeah. The, the blood's a nice touch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he's now 40 kilos when he's not losing weight from having his memory stolen. Mm. So he's all like, this is super weird. I need to call Josuke right away. And then he runs outside. And like, we sort of get like a shot that sort of implies like his mind fogging over. There's like an effect. He's like, what? Wait, what was I just doing? And his sister's there on the phone like, Hey, Koichi, what's wrong? You fucking weirdo. Yeah. It's like, oh. Uh, no- nothing's wrong. I'm just... I guess. I'm just 16. Fuck off. I feel like I forgot something important. And then he just walks back in, looks at his 19 kilos and goes, Hmm. Mm. I'm sure it's fine. The next day, all of his stuff feels really heavy. It's like, man, I must be weak as shit. <laughs> so he's just walking along. I'm going to school. I'm going to school. I'm going to school. Huh. I'm not going to school. This is Rohan's house. This is most definitely not school. And basically the rest of this episode, we have that sort of sinister grainy filter on yeah. the camera. Um, and so he slowly goes, oh, but I need oh, to go to school. The door's open. I should stop by and thank him for yesterday. But oh. I need to go to school. So then we zoom out as he enters the house. Yeah. <laughs> All the time saying things like, this is a bad idea. He might be asleep. Uh, and then we see Jojo and Okiyasu outside going... That's fucking weird. Yeah. We followed Koichi here because we saw him going the wrong way. We saw him going the literal opposite direction to school. I love how between this and the lock, there's a real pattern of these guys just seeing Koichi in the distance being like, huh, that looks odd. Let's follow him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, he seems to attract trouble wherever he goes. He didn't get kidnapped that time. Maybe they're keeping tabs on him. Yeah. They're just like, man, this poor little 16 year old kid. (laughs) Who we like so much. He's, you know, he's near and dear to our hearts. He's quite fetching. Mm. He's got Super Saiyan hair. I'd like to read his story. 
You know, I'd like to take a page out of his face, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so Koichi goes upstairs. Into the darkened study with the blinds drawn. <gasps> oh, as he was leaving, there was the previous day, there was a shot of Rohan watching him through the, um, <laughs> the blinds. Yeah. I'll get you, boy. I'll get you, Koichi, and do a little dog to police. Ooh, you don't dare touch police, you monster. <laughs> so Koichi walks in and Rohan's working frantically. Yeah. I can't shake the feeling that being here is terrifying for some reason. Now, I think Rohan turned around. Yeah, and he's like, oh, Koichi, I'm glad you're here. Thanks, bro. And he, like, grins sinisterly. To be continued. What does it mean, though? What could it possibly be? What could he be plotting? Could it be something to do with his manga? That seems unlikely. It's not like he steals his friends for inspiration. (laughs) (gasps) Nick. Rocky. Yes. What were your highlights and lowlights for this episode? Um, my highlight, okay, I have two. Mm -hmm. Absolutely my, one of my highlights was at the very start with, we visit the manga artist's house and then the title card comes up. Yeah, that was very good. beautifully awkward, hilarious timing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think my favourite bit was the very first unveiling of that stand power. Just because like, when you realise how it all works, you're like, okay, there are rules. But when you first see it, you just go, oh my, (laughs) well, this is... Oh, and if if we weren't explicit, the reason that he kept forgetting to tell Josuke and things like that is because that would would constitute harm to Rohan. Yeah. And guess what? He can write out memories. Mm. He's not allowed to do that. Not allowed to harm that Rohan. Hmm. It's weird, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think... That would be my favourite bit, just unveiling the stand power when it's like, my face is oh, yeah. a book now. My favourite bit was when they pulled that manuscript out and it just went nuts. <laughs> and they're just like, oh my god, it's so raw and enticing. I also loved when, um, in that other moment you mentioned where he grabs Koichi's arm, how he just has like these dead doll's eyes. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's like, in, it's just such a beautiful moment out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> Where you're like, oh, this is ominous for no reason. He's, <laughs> he's ringing a doorbell. Uh, low light. Hmm. My low light would probably be kind of the weird, like, oh, something big is happening. And then just we, we're outside again. And now we have to wait for the big things to happen. Mm, sure. And it's kind of like we leave on a bit of a non-climax. Sure. Well, bit. okay. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's a bit of a cliffhanger, but it's also just like a, oh, oh, okay. So this... As this is just anticlimactic and that's the climax <laughs> all right okay fair enough yeah felt a bit weird not bad but just you know so it deflated the energy from the uh, compared to say that laughing scene yes yes where you're just kind of there going oh man this how are they gonna get out of this it's like oh they don't oh okay well that's fair but now they have to get out of the next thing so we're just dragging this out a bit mm-hmm. all right that's fine sure let's go with that but it makes sense yeah your low light uh, my low light is Hazamata. <laughs> you can't have Hazamata as the low light. No, I think I can. Yeah, right, fair. It's fair, yeah. But no one would like him. Do you like him? No. Ah, uh, okay. He's not like that Koichi. He's quite fetching. Yeah. <laughs> I just want there to be a, like, a drawing of Koichi just sitting there doing absolutely nothing and then just quite fetching. Look at this absolute unit. <laughs> I am in awe of the lad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick. Yes. The arrow is safe in Speedwagon Foundation hands. I just realised. Okay, go on. <laughs> He's 19 kilos. Yep. What an absolute unit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, yes. So, Nick, the arrow is in Speedwagon Foundation hands. Yes. A mysterious hand-based murderer, <laughs> or at least... Uh, lo- uh, Handopimus. Yep. Yep, that's like it lobotomous. Remains clip. at large. Koichi is in the grips of sinister manga artist Kishibe Rohan <laughs> and lost half his body weight, but his friends, Josuke and Okiyasu, are outside, perhaps plotting to rescue him even now. Hmm. What do you think will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, in the episode entitled Let's Go to the Manga Artist's House, Part 2? Here's my think process. Sure. My think process. Here, my think process. I'm hearing you think. Josuke and Okiyasu go into the house and follow Koichi, but they stay out of sight. Um, Tactical stealth action. Yep. And they're like, what in the world? Is that Rohan? Okiyasu can't keep his big mouth shut. I was like, oh, that's that's Rohan. <laughs> I'm a big manga guy. <laughs> oh, man, he's a cool dude. And then Rohan's like, who's in my house? And then he goes outside to check who's there. But they're now in the wall because 
Josuke can do that. Yep, he perfectly silently punched through the hall. <laughs> Either that, or I'll use the hand to destroy part of I'll the wall the and reconstruct it. I'll use the hand to swipe away the space to the entryway to this hallway, <laughs> thereby closing it between two walls, and Rohan will be like, hmm, I'm sure I had a corridor there. You know, I remember building this house by hand. Yeah, so they'll go in there, they'll watch Koichi as things happen, and he'll keep ripping more pages out. He'll get lighter and lighter. And he'll be making... Till he blows away. Exactly. So he'll be making this book, right? He'll be making a book of Koichi. Ah. Um, Not since the book of Henry has there been such a literary masterpiece. So real, you know? So enticing. Um, And he'll have this book with him that's filled with bloody pages Mm -hmm. of Koichi. And I know that they're going to be like, either he'll be like, oh, I'll just put them back in him, or... Josuke will be like, I'll put them back in him. Blah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so one of those two things is going to deal with Koichi. What I don't know what's going to happen, though, is what's going to happen with Josuke and this manga artist. Mm. Because I don't think Josuke is necessarily going to save the day, but like maybe Rohan will have a change of heart? Maybe Rohan will have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll be like, wait a minute, maybe I'm the bad guy here. I'm just like the villain in my manga, Pink Dark Boy. Maybe he'll be all like, ah, Okiyasu, I see. (gasps) That was your brother. What? And then he'll see the tragic backstory of his dad. He's like, oh, perhaps I should use my powers for good and not for evil. Oh, no. I was the asshole all along. Fair enough. Something like that. Sure. Where, like, he has a little golden moment. And then they'll put him in the hospital. You know what? I reckon Araki wouldn't do that to this guy because he's too much like himself. Sure. So he'd be like, oh, this lad. Absolute awe. I can't get over that meme now. All right. Pretty comprehensive. Arigato. Sure. Yep. And that brings us to the end of our episode, more or less. Woo! That's a successful episode, everyone. Yeah. Let's wrap it up quickly. Okay. I gotta get to a hair appointment. Ooh. Gotta get that uh, sweet, paper sweet. crown swoosh to. <laughs> Please get that because it's amazing. I'm not doing that. Oh, damn it. But JoJo's is the hip look now. That's why I rock this sick pomp. Because <laughs> everyone loves the pomp. Ah, if you want to correspond with us, you can reach us at jojospodcast at gmail.com or the same on Twitter. Uh, if you would like to support us on Patreon, we are JoJo's World at, at the Patreon bit. Patreon.com slash JoJo's World. Yep. It's a good place. You can uh, get a shout out on the show. Yeah. You might even get a special stand message from us if you pay a certain amount. In this month's bonus episode, we probably won't be talking about Solo, but I'll still probably bring it back around to uh, it somehow. Dark Solo, am I right? Huh? Huh? Yep. Everything is Dark Souls now. Everything. Especially Dark Souls. Oh man, it's the Dark Souls of Dark Souls. Part one is the Dark Souls of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> Jesus. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued. Uh.